0: you're listening to the podcast without the pocket protector this is geek this podcast of geek this podcast I am David Clements and I am sitting here on Skype with my friend Adam McDorman. hello Um, we are talking about cartoons today cuz well Adam you proposed it but check this out you didn't know this but when I originally started this podcast back in December it was one of the things that I wrote down on a legal pad that I want to talk about so it was perfect and what is it that we're going to talk about? Um, cartoons. Um, Saturday morning cartoons specifically, right? Uh, yes. I, I didn't know how specific you wanted to be about that, so I stuck with things that I think I watched on Saturday mornings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, what have you been up to? I mean, the last time you were on here was one of the really early episodes like episode 3 or 4 um, yeah i don't yeah we were we were talking about star
1: wars then right yeah so since then i have moved to arizona and so that's probably one of the between the time difference and you know scheduling conflicts i have not had a chance to be on the show in a while so i'm, I'm really excited to be here
0: i'm glad you're here too (laughs) um for those that are like wait a minute aren't there normally two davids um if if you've been paying attention uh david is actually just getting back from his honeymoon and i was like you know what take as long as you need to settle in um his wedding was as i record this two weeks ago and it was it was fantastic so um
1: yes we we wish him well david's a, a good guy
0: oh yeah um their their wedding was a lot of fun and i got to play a little part in it um by reading some scripture and stuff and that that was that was fun um but that's where he is don't worry he'll be back soon um and until then you're stuck with me that's right that's right i've told adam that he's basically welcome to come on um basically yeah whenever whenever he wants to so, um, I gotta check my show notes. I didn't pull them up. Dang it. Okay. Um, well, normally we go to news now, but I don't have any. Do you, did you have anything, Adam, that from this week that's like really geeky in nature that you thought people should know about?
1: You know, I think everybody is still sort of recovering from all the, all the bonanza that was San Diego Comic-Con, so it's been kind of slow since then. I haven't heard anything, you know, major happening. Usually, um, we'll be wrapping up the summer action movies, and, and so things are very quiet, I think.
0: Yeah, I didn't see anything of significance, so we're gonna skip that. Um, have you read any comic books lately?
1: No, I'm no. not. I am so far behind. I'm still, <laughs> I am still reading, uh, Death in the Family. Oh yeah? That, Death of the Family, the most, well, one of the recent Batman runs. Okay, that so,
0: so that's, like, issue 13, I think is when that starts? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, and they're on issue 23 now, which I just read. Um, How was that? i really enjoyed it um what uh scott steiner is doing right now is he's actually kind of going back um they're doing this series i think it's supposed to be an an entire year that they're going to be doing this so for the next year they're doing this um it's called zero year and they are basically going back to um because of the way the new 52 works they're going back like five years before the beginning of new 52 to where um Bruce is becoming Batman. Um okay. and it's been really really interesting. Um I really like it. So Yeah, um I I've been kind of all over the place with my comic books. Um mm-hmm. So I didn't have a pull list. I think that was the only thing that I've read from this week. So yeah.
1: And and from what I've read of his work on on Batman since the new 52. Almost every single issue has been fantastic. So I don't think you're, uh, I don't think you are misplacing your limited comic reading time by reading that one. That's He's
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I saw it and I was like, I got to read this one. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is very abbreviated. Like usually we talk about comics for like 20 minutes. Um, but instead let's go ahead and just jump into our main topic, which is, um, Saturday morning cartoons or childhood cartoons. Um, I referred to it, I guess, as childhood cartoons just because of some of the feedback that we got from our Facebook page, and we'll re- we'll check that out at the end of the episode. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start there. Um, Adam, go ahead and start with your your childhood cartoons. I guess we. I don't know if you want to go back and forth. Um, sure. One of yours. Sure. One of mine.
1: Well, you know, I think, let's start with a little, I did some research, because this is a topic that fascinates me. So, I sort of dove into the internet to see what I could come up with as far as historical context. And so, one of the things that I found was, you know, this broad history that is the Saturday morning cartoon, which is something that was Conceived in the you know the mid 1950s, when there really really weren't a lot of cartoons on television, and there certainly wasn't like a formal block of you know child-focused programming until until CBS adapted this um, animated movie character called Super Mouse, huh. which was. And envisioned, uh, and envisioned as this spoof of Superman, and they created this character called Mighty Mouse specifically right. for for TV's, and and that's sort of the the genesis of the, the Saturday morning cartoon. Huh. Yeah, and so from there, you know, flash forward to the mid '60s or so. By then, this 8 a.m. to noon time slot had become an institution for the big 3 television networks ABC CBS uh, NBC I think and that went on till the mid 1990s which is uh, you know we you and I I think people our age we caught the tail end of of the Saturday morning cartoon block as something that was you know a, a big part of our childhood right and one of the interesting things I noticed looking at all this is the the whole thing in a lot of cases was meant to be uh, an opportunity for toy companies and cereal manufacturers to sponsor these big blocks of programming that were basically half an hour long commercials for cereal or toys or whatever. And that was really successful because, I mean early on, they didn't have commercials. The advertising was built right into the show, which is weird. There was no distinction between advertisement and content. And the parents reacted really negatively toward that. And so it turned into this decades-long fight between different advocacy groups and the advertising companies. And that whole thing went back and forth until the Children's Television Act was passed in 1990, and I think that's where the beginning of the decline of Saturday morning took place. Mm-hmm. And, but I think what happened after that is that these production companies had to be a lot more creative with the cartoons that they were making, which is why you know people our age have this really uh, strong fondness for what we you know the cartoons that we saw because it wasn't. Them being handed buckets of money from Hasbro to make some, you know, some toy-related cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, yeah, and so most of the cartoons that I have as my favorites are ones that were uh, toward this tail end of the Saturday morning cartoon era. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, me too. I, I think. I think that's definitely something that we need to make clear. Um, Adam and I are, I guess you would call us children of the '90s. Like our cartoons were were primarily in you know the early '90s, um, and I think for us that's where we we kind of say, you know, those are the best cartoons. That's you know that's nostalgia for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you're definitely gonna get. Um, I would say. I'm looking at my list, and everything um, either started like in 1987 or sometime after that. But Mm -hmm. probably nothing past, you know, 1997, 98, maybe. Yeah.
1: So I think I've got a pretty good idea where you're going to start if you're starting with 1987. And that's probably the first thing that's on my list, too. Yeah. Which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. What what did you love about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
0: Well, I can this is this is a fond memory for me. Um, when I was younger, I was part of the Burger King Kids Club. I don't know, do you remember that?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I haven't thought about that in years.
0: We're talking about KidVid, um, Wheeler I can't even remember everybody, but I remember Kid Vid because I was like, he, "He's me," you know. That's that's what I'm going to be like when I'm his age, um, which was like ten, and um, that that started my obsession with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because my grandma signed me up for it, I think, and they either when you went into Burger King or or they sent it to you. Some somehow you got um, VHS tapes of the two, maybe three, um, Turtles episodes. And so that's what really hooked me, I think. And I actually don't think, because I was, I was born in 87. Um, so obviously I wasn't watching it then. So it wasn't until probably the, the nineties, you know, that I actually watched them, but I, I was obsessed just because of, um, Burger King kids club. And, and after, you know, after that kind of wore off um, as being how I consumed them, um, I can remember watching them on Saturday morning. And the thing that I loved about them the most simply was Mikey. It was Michelangelo. He was just fun. And, and as a little kid, or for me at least, having fun was all I ever wanted to do. So if you could be a superhero and have fun all the time why not like right. that that's that was why i love this show
1: yeah michelangelo was the quote unquote party dude right yeah he was my favorite as well and i was a big fan of the toys at the time i mean that was all i wanted for my birthday mm-hmm. was was ninja Turtles toys and i i think i i didn't have a lot because you know we, you know we in the Midwest, we were never like wealthy people. <laughs> right. But I do remember getting the Michelangelo toy with the spinning arm action that I wanted. It had like this—you'd wind it up and press a button, and he'd just spin his hand, and so his weapon would like fly around. It. it was
0: awesome. I think I had that too. Um, man, we could just do an episode totally on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna write it down. But um... yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think maybe that was another thing is the show was so much fun when you were a kid, but what came with the show was the toys. I think that just kind of Mm -hmm. ramped up the show even even more. Yeah.
1: Yep. And that's certainly indicative of that late 80s where, you know, there were a lot of shows that were backing these toys like Transformers was a big deal at the time, which, you know, didn't make my list. But was a huge deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you gone back to watch any episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently?
0: Uh, yeah, actually. Well, it, it might have been a year or two ago. Um, my daughter, she's she's four now, um, and I can't even remember. Oh, we went into um, a video store and they have they started releasing the old ones on DVDs, you know, and uh, I picked up a couple of those and I, I was like, Gracie, you got to watch these. This is what daddy loved when he was a kid. And they are really, really cheesy. Um, the animation's not like, you know, pixel perfect or anything, but it, they're still a lot of fun. You know, even even at, you know, I'm 26, so even at 26, they're still fun like they were when I was, you know, five and eight. Yeah,
1: yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah, it is weird to go back and watch that now because it doesn't
1: quite hold up so well compared to, you know, modern stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it does trigger that spark of, you know, childlike excitement. It's like, yes, this is, this is awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: All oh, right. Um I don't did you have anything else you wanted to say about that? I don't I don't know if I did.
1: No you know what? I think you're right. Let's let's we should do an episode on yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So we'll set that aside for now. Yeah. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of ground to
0: cover. Oh, we do. We do. We've split this into a couple different sections, and uh, I'm I'm excited to get through this. I wasn't like when you said it. I was like, man, I liked a lot of cartoons. I don't know that I can just do like our, my top five. And then yeah. I saw the notes that you sent me, and I was like, this is gonna be awesome. I can throw even more of my favorite cartoons in here. so um let's go ahead and move up um what is that five years from when turtles debuted to batman the animated series probably any geek would have to say that that is the best animated series of all time agree
1: yes absolutely (laughs)
0: um yeah this it started in 92 um I don't. I don't even know what to say about this because I'm. I've watched some of it since then, and it still, for the most part, I think it holds up to still being that good. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's the thing that's so impressive about what they accomplished with this because they didn't. I mean, they didn't come at this project, Batman the Animated Series, with like a bunch of money to do this amazing. Uh, realistic looking art so they they have this throwback art style that's very reminiscent of those old superman cartoons from the 1940s it has that very um, art deco look where the all the cars are really long and the buildings have these you know if you if you've seen you know the old movie metropolis which is you know a topic for a totally different episode, but it has that kind of futuristic, but still vintage looking art style to it. and yeah. it's I, the animation holds up really well. The stories hold up really well because it's it very well very much captures the essence of Batman, the darkness, but also it keeps it fun. and I don't know it's. I can watch it now.
0: Oh still. yeah, I love it. It's so good. I think that's the thing about this show. Um, and for, I'm looking at it as you know a twenty something now, but looking at it, it's a lot different than the other stuff that I would watch. It was dark. There, there's not a lot of bright colors. The bright colors is when you get like the Joker or Harley or the villains. You know, mm-hmm. but but it was pretty. It was pretty dark and. Um, it was actually kind of violent. I watched a couple with my daughter and I was like, boy, I watched that when I was, you know, her age, roughly. You know, um, I just, I, I don't know. It just blows me away that really they were ahead of the time. Like, um, it seems to me that, because well, when we when we had Batman the animated series, we had Superman the animated series not long after that. And it seems like this series really inspired a lot of what we're getting now in superhero yeah.
1: cartoons. Yeah, and that all goes back to Bruce Tim, who was the guy at, I guess Warner Brothers animation, there that segment of Warner Brothers that was working on you know superhero stuff at the time. And Batman animated series, like you said, it spawned Superman. And then later the Justice League came out of that and Batman beyond, which mm-hmm. is awesome in yes. its own way. And, um, and like you say, yeah, that Bruce, Tim universe, cause all of those things fit together. It doesn't, it's not still around, but in spirit it is with the, the um, direct to DVD and Blu-ray um, DC animated features that we're getting now, which some of those are on Netflix. If you've seen any of them, if you've seen any of them, they are pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing that I think of when I think of Batman, the animated series, um, is the voice acting. Um, oh my goodness! And incredibly for- iconic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about it and it's funny because I didn't know this until really just a few years ago. But Mark Hamill, our very own Luke Skywalker, is the Joker. And it is him and Kevin Conroy are the two most iconic voices in in animation. I mean, I think I've said it before. When I read Batman, I hear Kevin Conroy. I don't care what Batman looks like. Um, And same thing with the Joker i hear mark hamill's joker um it, it's it's iconic it's classic and uh for for me it's stuck with me when i read that stuff
1: yeah absolutely
0: so um i think we i think we should just stop here this is the two best TV, cartoons from saturday mornings so episodes over all right we're done all right. Yep. I'll <laughs> see you. Ne- I'll see you next time. All right. No. Hey. Um. I- I'm looking at our list. You don't have my list because I really had to work hard to make it. Um. Go ahead and hit your next one because it is not on my list at all.
1: Okay. So 1994 series called Reboot, which is supposedly the first fully computer animated cartoon and it was produced by this Canadian animation studio called Mainframe Entertainment. And it was this really wacky show that sort of, well, it takes place inside of the computer, which, you know, computers in the early 90s for us were still sort of um, not quite common yet. And so it was very novel, the fact that you had the series villains being these computer viruses and every now and then the user would drop in a game and all the characters would have to fight against the user in in some sort of you know knockoff of a of a racing game, you know, that was really exciting. And to me, this is one of the first shows that I remember having a plot. That would start to develop over several episodes Mm. and this to me is the developed in the mid 90s where the best cartoons maybe not the ones that were the most attached to but some of the ones that were the most creative would start to take the medium very seriously and present these stories that were fun but sometimes kind of dark and they would take their time to develop a story over three episodes Mm. and uh, Reboot is one of the first ones that I remembered that, you know, I was just, I loved it. It was great. It was funny sometimes, but also, you know, really exciting and certainly spoke to my love of video games because that was a huge part of the story. And the whole thing was computer animated, which was awesome. I and mean, it blew my mind in 1994 <laughs> that we could do stuff like that.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I remember watching... um Watching this on Cartoon Network, uh, and I, I I enjoyed it at the time, um, and actually I think it's on Netflix now, and I went back and I, obviously because of computer animation, it just doesn't hold up as far as that right. goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember a whole lot of it, and that's that's obviously why it wasn't on my on my list. But um, yeah. It's for defi- me, it was important. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely something to check out. Just if you're curious, you know, um, just beware. This is animation from probably 1993. You know, yeah. I mean, so
1: yeah. If, if you're going in for it, you have to go in knowing that it's a. You know, we've far outpaced this. Even with real, you know, our video games are way past this now. <laughs> um, but. It is worth checking out if you want to see something that is a, a reflection of, of what we would think of the internet and computers in the early 90s.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Um, boy, I think this is where our, our lists are starting to diverge a little bit. Um, the, the third thing that I have in my list is Doug. From, and Now, looking at your list, yours says Disney's Doug. My Doug is the Nickelodeon Doug, or, or right. are you including it?
1: Well, yeah, Nickelodeon Doug was, I think we can probably agree, the better of the two. Yes. <laughs> but it got, for some reason, picked up by Disney, and that's when they started showing it a lot on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, if, you, if you've if you not watched Doug... Now, I grew up as a Nickelodeon kid. I mean, the, the majority of what I watched was on Nickelodeon. I don't know why that was. Um, but I think I watched more on Nick than I did CBS or anything like that. Um, probably because that's what it was always turned to because it always had stuff for me to watch throughout the week. So why not watch it on the weekends? Um, but Doug is about this... Um, this kid um, in, I guess he's in middle school, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think so. Um, yeah, he's in middle school. He's just kind of like your average kid. Um, you know, he's got his friends and his enemies. And, um, but the cool thing about Doug is his imagination is just how he kind of fantasizes these different scenarios and, um <sighs> I know I'm missing something. It's been a while since I've watched Doug. Yeah, it's hard to come by. I don't think it's on
1: Netflix or Hulu, which is a shame because it's a fantastic show. Yeah,
0: It's definitely something for for me. I don't think I can really describe it. You have to really just kind of experience Doug because um, it's,
1: it's... it's us. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same type of experience we had where Doug is, he's not a popular kid. And I don't, you know, probably you or, or I, neither of us were really popular. No. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, he had all these adventures awkwardly navigating the, you know, his early adolescence, trying to figure out how to not you know, lose it in middle school, you know, with the, the bullies and all of these weird scenarios that he would find himself in, but yet it was totally believable. I felt like Doug was one of my friends.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he out of probably every cartoon that we will talk about, he is the most relatable character and it's the most relatable cartoon because um, we all had like the weird sibling. Uh, I did have an older sister and she was very much like Doug's older sister, Judy. Like, very dramatic, very, I'm, you know, I'm popular, so don't talk to me, that kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, but, but I think the thing that, for me, that was most relatable was when he was Quail Man. Like, every boy at that age wanted to escape. They wanted to, if they could be Superman, they would, and Doug could do it. Uh, while writing his Quailman stories, you know? Yeah. So this was. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, it takes me back. It's a great show. Yeah. And hey, who wouldn't want a blue friend named Skeeter?
1: Yep. <laughs> you can always count on your best
0: friend as long as he's the color blue. That's right. <clears throat> Alrighty. I'm I keep flipping back between all of my devices so I can see what you've got next. Uh, go go ahead.
1: Okay. So the next thing on my list is The Fox Kids Spider-Man from 1994 which is was my and my idea of what the Marvel Universe was—that was my—that was, my, was my ticket into the Marvel heroes. I loved Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. that character, obviously, he's one of the most iconic comic book characters of of all time, right up there with, uh, with Superman and, and Batman. Probably even more so than any of the X-Men. Yeah. And um, that show was a very it was a very thoughtful interpretation of the comic books and I was I was never into the Spider-Man comic books so when I think of Spider-Man it's Fox Kids Spider-Man yeah and and that interpretation of all the characters which I think it was very exciting and also like I said you know from this time when they were starting to write Stories that were actually had some narrative quality to them, mm-hmm. and and it was awesome. Did you ever watch? Did you
0: watch Spider Man? Oh yeah, I definitely did. Um, and I, that was that was really how I got introduced to comic books because that's where I knew Spider Man from. I don't even think I knew Spider Man comics existed. I didn't know that that's what it was. Um, and and I again, I look at it now and. It's still a little, it's it's a little cheesy, definitely '90s. But as far as story quality goes, I think it holds up. And you know, like you were saying, it was it's one of those first ones that actually have has a a narrative um, and, a, a, and a plot and a story to follow. Because there are episodes that I've watched recently. Because uh, again, I believe it's on Netflix, um, where you will have four part episodes. Yeah. So it'll. I mean, one story will span almost a half season, like a comic book would, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's where that's where superheroes came in for me. You know, it was that and Batman that I was watching at the yeah. time. I don't
1: know about you, but I some of my favorite episodes of that series are the ones that have these guest appearances by some of the other. Marvel superheroes. I mean, Daredevil shows up at one point in time. Um, Mm -hmm. There's Iron Man. um, I think some of the Fantastic Four, Punisher, and Blade. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a a story arc in one of the earlier seasons that focuses a lot on
0: vampires, and we get Blade in there, uh, all which awesome i don't remember that I'll, I'll i'll have to go and watch it that's what i'm gonna do next saturday well wait i don't never mind i don't have saturday mornings <laughs> free anymore
1: uh the plight of adulthood
0: yeah i gotta love it uh,
1: what do you what do you have next on your list uh
0: next on my list we're taking a turn for the brighter um tiny toon adventures did you ever watch tiny toon adventures
1: I did, and I was never a fan of that show.
0: Really? Ugh. See, I love Looney Tunes in general um, as a kid. that was, that was I probably watched more Looney Tunes, and I should have put that on my list, but I didn't. Um, but I watched so much Looney Tunes because it was almost like the only cartoon that my grandma would let me watch um, when we were over at her house because she watched us on weekends and sometimes during the week while my dad was working. And... Uh, and she's just, she couldn't deal with all the, you know, superhero stuff because she just thought it was too violent. But yet she'd wa- let me watch Looney Tunes where they drop anvils on their heads and beat each other up with mallets and stuff like that. Um, but Tiny Toon Adventures, for those that don't remember or don't know, is um, a spinoff of Looney Tunes, but they're all little kids. Um, So you have Buster and Babs Bunny, which are kind of the, I think they're Bugs Bunny's niece and nephew. Um, And basically you get younger versions of all of the Looney Tunes in some sort. Um, They go to a school, Acme University, where all of the older Looney Tunes teach them how to be Looney Tunes. Um, But you didn't like it. It was a little
1: too slapstick for my taste, but I I appreciated its reverence for these old cartoons that are classic, really. Yeah. I mean, it was like this revival of Warner Brothers being this, like, just crazy, over-the-top slapstick comedy fest that was,
0: you know...
1: it was, it was awesome, but it, you know, it never had the serious tone that I was always looking for in my Batman and Spider-Man <laughs> and, you know, even reboot to some degree, serious yeah.
0: at times. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, could, I could care less when I was a kid about serious. Like, Saturday morning is when you're eating your Lucky Charms. I'm guessing you had, like, Raisin Bran or some fancy cereal. Is that what you're telling me? Because you're starting to worry me.
1: Yeah, no, I was I was eating grape nuts. There you, know? you go. I was I was like a a 30 year old in a in a child's body somehow still appreciating these these cartoons for some ridiculous artistic quality that they may or may not have had.
0: <laughs> That's what it sounded like when you said you didn't like Tiny Toons. I'm like, goodness, this boy's eating some bran for breakfast, not yeah. Lucky Charms. I was rotting my teeth out. You're you're making yourself healthier. What the heck? I know. I know. I was, yeah. I I I was. just the kind of kid I was. That's all right. It's what. It's what makes makes you an interesting person, and I love it about you. Um, but yeah, Tiny Toon Adventures, um, it it was slapstick, and I think just because that's kind of how my family functions, we're pretty goofy people, um, when we're around each other, that just, it worked for me. Um, it was always funny for me. Um, even some of the really dumb jokes that I can still remember to this day that I'm not going to share because it's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, all right, so, um. I think now we're down to our last um each of us has one more left for our favorite cartoon and that or yeah our cartoon in our favorite category that's what yeah. i have to say go right ahead okay
1: so the the last one that i have on my list is beast wars from 1996.
0: which i never watched i've heard of it and never watched it it's Fantastic. It's another fully
1: computer animated show from mainframe entertainment. Okay. So, same people that were responsible for Reboot did this spin off of Transformers hmm. because, you know, all the characters are from uh, Cybertron and they're, you know, they end up on this planet that is a seemingly uninhabited by humans or anything they're animals and so instead of becoming cars like the Autobots or Decepticons they became animals okay (laughs) yeah and it's another show that you know starts out kind of ridiculous (laughs) um, but as the series developed took on this really serious tone. I mean, there was I there was, a lot of action, um, a lot of fights, a lot of dangerous suspense, and multi-episode plots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's one of those shows that m- myself and my little brother would watch on a Saturday morning, and when that show was over, we would just sit and talk about it. We would speculate as to what was going to happen next. You know, we would talk about all these... Details that we saw on the plot, you know, just being little kids as much as we could we right. loved that show so much It was awesome.
0: Huh? Now I'm gonna have to go check it out.
1: Yeah, I mean it's It's got that Transformers spirit to it. Uh-huh, but it's I Mean if you go back and watch the original Transformers now, it's it's not good. <laughs> I've heard it's, that. <laughs> it's it's bad news. I mean, because that show is one of those one of those cartoons that is very much a half an hour long toy commercial. Yeah, Beast Wars had toys that you could go buy, mm-hmm. but the people who were responsible for that show took it pretty seriously, and they made a pretty high quality product. Even though, again, you know we're talking mid nineties computer animation. It's a step up from reboot, but it's still nothing
0: like you know,
1: anything in the close to
0: what we have now. Mm, okay. Um, well, to finish off um, our favorite cartoons list, I am going to go um, with Ah, Real Monsters. It was on Nickelodeon. Oh,
1: oh, oh yeah.
0: Um, it's funny. I I really, I looked forward to this cartoon every week, and I got really disappointed when they, when they repeated an episode. Because I love the characters. Um, I've always been interested in um, not so much monsters per se, um, because because uh, I'm easily scared of things, as stupid as that sounds. <laughs> um, but just creatures have always been interesting to me, and I really liked just the assortment of different monsters that these people came up with, and um, it's by the same production company that did Rugrats. Um, so you kind of have that same art style. And it really worked for this show because everything just looked so dirty and disgusting. But what caught me was the monsters. Just how, how cool they looked. Um, which is you know, uh, probably a reason that I like Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University so much. Um, even though they're nothing like this show um this show the show has some innuendos in it now that i didn't pick up when i was you know eight so <laughs> uh did you ever watch this show adam i did
1: yeah and as you might expect you know knowing what kind of person i am the, the <laughs> whole the whole setting just like creeped me out because it was so dirty uh-huh. and I'm the sort of person who likes order and clean cleanliness. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would watch an episode of that show and think I need to wash my hands. I'll, <laughs> I'll be back in half an hour. Uh, that's funny. It was, it was interesting though. Both of, um, you know, both that show and, you know, Rockless Modern Life, some of the Nickelodeon shows that were on during that time, mm-hmm. um, did have that quality that was like you know kind of adult to a degree mm-hmm. but still at the surface level you know very much a over the top kids show
0: yeah yeah definitely pushing uh, not this show didn't do it as much as Rocco did but it definitely kind of pushed the limits as far as what should kids be watching on TV mhm so yeah um, a and, very interesting choice, David. Yeah, I okay. Guilty pleasure, I guess. Um, I guess that's what you'd call it. I'll still sneak in a couple episodes um, when I can find the time. So, <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and jump into our honorable mentions. Um, I don't know if we do we want to go in as much detail or do we just want to list these off. Um, you go into as much detail as you want. I don't care. People will listen. I will make them listen. yes well one of the
1: things that I have at the very top of my honorable mentions list and this is one that it would be on my list if not for the fact that the show itself isn't actually that great (laughs) it's Sonic the Hedgehog, the Saturday morning one from nineteen ninety-three. So there were there were a couple of different Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons that were on, you know, at the height of the Sega Genesis craze. Yeah. Uh, there was a a kind of silly one that was on during the week, and then there was the Saturday morning one, which was dark and serious and very much an Adam sort of show, but not actually that good. Um, It was spun off by Archie Comics into the Sonic the Hedgehog comic book, Mm. which was an an absolute obsession of mine, starting from probably late 1995. I remember jumping on around issue 32 or so. And, uh, you know, now it's well into its... I don't know. I don't even know. I stopped reading it quite some time (laughs) ago, but they're still making those comic books now. But they took... The Sonic the Hedgehog video game world and wove this, you know, epic struggle between the animals of Mobius and Dr. Robotnik. And, you know, as ridiculous as it sounds to, you know, be obsessed with a a cartoon or a comic book about a really fast blue hedgehog, Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was great. I mean,
0: it's awesome. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched some of it um, with with Gracie, who just happened to come in the room. <laughs> so,
1: one of the things that's interesting about this cartoon, and a lot of cartoons around the time, is they're focused on, like, main characters that have this attitude. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog was like an attitude character. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I, I don't see that anymore as much. That was a, I mean, maybe... Maybe I'm remembering the '90s a little bit differently, but I remember a lot of video games or cartoon characters just having this like
0: attitude.
1: I mean, there's no other word for it—just attitude. Yeah, that's exactly what it
0: was. Yeah, the, my my honorable mentions are probably in no particular order. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Beetlejuice, the the animated cartoon. Uh, that was that was spun off of the uh, Tim Burton movie with Michael Keaton and... Yeah, everybody else that was in that movie. I can't even remember now. It's been too long since I've watched it. Um, that show was just kind of like all real monsters, except... Um, I think for me, even though I was younger, I still like the animation style. Uh, there's just something about it that I I liked the the style that they used and then i like the color palette there's something just really appealing i was looking at it today and i was like yeah i'd still watch that um because is just disgusting and um pretty stupid um but i still loved it yeah <laughs> um it's it's definitely a lot more kid friendly than say the movie um but it was just it was really fun just to see his his fight with like the sandworms and stuff like that in almost every episode um so that's yeah that's on my list i've never seen that really it came on and i I just i never wanted to watch it ah i i watched it every chance i got again another another cartoon that grandma didn't want me watching because she didn't even like the movie so (laughs) my dad didn't care my dad was like hey watch it that's fine with me Let's see. Nice. So the next thing on my honorable mentions
1: list is Back to the Future: The Animated Series,
0: which I never saw. I, I don't even know. I don't even think I knew that they made one.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't. Again, this is not a cartoon that was really very good either. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was awesome at the time because you know when I was. So, okay, so the the animated series came out in 1991. So I would have been six at the time and just starting to be really obsessed with the movie, which to this day I love. Back to the Future. Oh yeah, and you know it. I remember this. I have this very vivid memory of one Friday night watching one of the and one of the Back to the Future movies with my little brother. And we decided that we would climb up to the top of this couch that we had in the room where our parents let us go crazy and jump off to see if we could fall at 88 (laughs) miles per hour and then go back in time.
0: That is awesome.
1: Yeah. And we just kept doing it over and over again until we were just exhausted. And then we went to sleep, woke up the next day, and we just happened to catch an episode of this show. And so we just went crazy all over again. You know, we were... Hopped up on on Fruit Loops and jumping <laughs> off the couch like crazy. Again, not a great show, but you know, for me, it's like very indicative of the early 90s, late 80s, where there's these cartoons that weren't necessarily very successful, but they were spin-offs of other things and and a lot of experimentation at the time. Yeah, so, really kind of a cool show,
0: but maybe not worth. Spending a lot of time on. <laughs> um, now, just because I'm unfamiliar with it, did it did the voice actors, did they try and be like Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd? Like, How much did it relate to the actual movie?
1: Yeah, it was... So each episode was sort of this self-contained what-if where Marty and Doc and... Well, the Doc's family, so Clara and their two kids, they would... End up going somewhere in time, so it had this kind of almost educational quality to it because it would, you know, stick in a few pieces of of educational material. You know, they're in Rome, and so they're talking about, you know, the Colosseum or something. Okay. Um, weirdly enough, though, there were these segments. I think at the beginning and end of the show that were live action, and so Christopher Lloyd shot these, you know, short segments talking. I don't know, maybe more uh, about science, um, hmm. just kind of weird, but you know, it was, it, they did a good job of, of sticking to the thing that made Back to the Future interesting, mm-hmm. or at least the thing that they thought a kid would like about Back to the Future was just, just ending up in these bizarre scenarios
0: by traveling through time. Hmm. That sounds cool. I'll check, I'll have to check that out. Um, kind of in the same vein, uh, on my honorable mentions is um, the real Ghostbusters. I think that's what it was called. I think they had multiple versions of Ghostbusters, but yeah, um, I re- I think the the one that I watched it had Slimer in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I mean, although the the movies scared me a little bit. Um, I still really enjoyed them, and so that made this cartoon even more enjoyable. More enjoyable. Um, so yeah, definitely um, not not definite not one of the first ones that I think of um, when I think of you know Saturday morning cartoons, but uh, you know definitely an enjoyable one. And I think that ran for a while, didn't it? Like, yeah, it, yeah, s- it seems was. to me that it did.
1: Yeah, because that was during a bit of a Ghostbusters craze right I mean those films were really successful yeah at least the first one was and and the second one obviously had that really iconic Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scene which is just Mm. ridiculous yeah
0: Uh, good movies though I mean oh yeah and they need to hurry up and figure out what they're going to do with the third one I'll tell you I know (laughs) it's time we're ready that's right all right how many did you have in your You got a couple more. What you got? Well, well, you've got Doug, which we talked about. Yes.
1: Doug is on my honorable mentions. Uh definitely one of my very favorite cartoons, one of the most relatable cartoons that I ever had, but yeah. The other thing that I have on my honorable mentions list is Digimon, which I think is probably the only Japanese anime that we've talked about so far.
0: Yeah unless you bring something out it's gonna be the only thing that we do talk about as far as Japanese anime <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I don't think and the reason it's on my honorable mentions list is it was late in my appreciation of, of Saturday morning cartoons even though uh, I still I still love cartoons even now yeah but uh, to me just because it's Japanese, it sort of falls outside the scope of that classic
0: American, you know, uh, uh, Saturday morning cartoon. But it was a great show. Yeah, and... I I remember catching a couple episodes of it, and I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I liked it, and uh, I've always been pretty sensitive to, to Japanese stuff. Like for whatever reason, I don't I don't really care for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that, n- nothing against you, because I know that you do like that stuff. It's just it, it does not. Not of my taste. Yeah, I can't put it any more eloquently than that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, a very different sensibility than yeah. than the American cartoons. Yeah, but uh, worth checking out if you like uh, that type of Saturday morning adventure.
0: Um, the last two things that I have, I have Animaniacs, um, which was a Warner Brothers thing. I don't even remember what channel it came on trying to think every channel ever probably that show
1: was crazy
0: yeah well again it just shows that I like the slapstick just really silly it doesn't have to have a story I just liked being entertained and unfortunately that's kind of gone into my adult life Um, although I'm pretty pretty good about making sure I don't watch just really stupid movies or or stuff like that um but that was just a fun show uh just because it was silly and it was nonsense and it was okay to have that on a Saturday morning you know that's when your parents allowed it I think yeah
1: (laughs) that was the premise I mean take reality and turn it upside down and, and make these the most bizarre situations you possibly can think of and that's Animaniacs yeah then you set the whole thing to show tunes and and everyone everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, and then the final thing, which is the complete opposite of Animaniacs, although it's still a little weird, um, is the Magic School Bus.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, we've Interesting it just came on Netflix and we've been like my wife and I we've been like reliving our past like this show was so good, and this show is still that good. Like, it's dated, but it's still really good. Um, so I definitely needed to put it in this list because, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a childhood cartoon. I don't know that it came on on Saturday mornings. It may have. I don't remember. Um, but uh, oops. Um, definitely definitely a show that my, my childhood would have been um, – Pretty sad without it, I think. Um, now you you came up with an interesting list, um, and this is what you told me when I when uh, I first asked you what you wanted to talk about. Um, you said cartoons, but then you said that you're looking into some really bizarre ones. So I I threw in a few that are they're weird cartoons. Um, but it seems to me like you have some like. You have some like very like cartoons that aren't very well known. Like some of them I recognize, but then the other ones I'm like I've never even heard of these before. Oh be yeah, honest. it's because they're and rightly so because most of them are awful. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so what do you have, Adam? Well, I'll, I'll just I'll go through a couple of these. Um, 1991 series called. Pro stars. And I'll I'll explain it this way. It stars Michael Jordan, as in the basketball Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. Bo Jackson, who was a a sports guy from then, and Wayne Gretzky fighting crime with like sports
0: stuff. I remember that. Baseball bats, hockey gear. I vaguely remember that. Didn't they have, like, a little live-action thing either at the beginning or the end of those episodes with one of those stars? Yeah. Oh. I mean, who came up with that? They were trying to appeal to me and you because I know nothing about sports. I look like I know nothing about sports. Um, And they were just... I think they were targeting the kids that... Yes, we went outside and played, but we didn't play sports. We, you know... Pretending we to be out. Power
1: Rangers. Yes, we fought imaginary putties
0: That's in right. the backyard. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Another
1: weird one from the late 80s. Uh, Captain N, the Game Master.
0: Never heard of it.
1: Yeah. This... Oh, my... <laughs> so it's about this this teenager who gets sucked into his TV while he's playing Nintendo. And he... It's just like not very well done interpretation of different Nintendo video games from the late eighties. Wow. he so had like Mega Man and kid Icarus and Simon Belmont from, huh. from um, Castlevania mm-hmm. uh, it's really strange.
0: Uh, it seems like something that might work now if they could pull it off. I mean, you, I think you'd want to change the name, but yeah, it seems like something that I would watch now.
1: Yeah, and he went the the he had that very uh, distinct attitude that seemed to be put onto any teenager in these cartoons. Like he was just, I don't want to be the hero kind of thing. I'm getting out of here. You know, I'm going back to my messy room so I can do some radical stuff and eat pizza while I'm playing my Nintendo. Of course. Wow. Wow. Oh. Then there was. Uh, did you ever watch King Arthur and the Knights of Justice?
0: No, no, I did not. What is this about?
1: So this is probably the only halfway decent cartoon on my on my weird list. It, it, it stars this football team called the New York Knights that gets summoned back into time by Merlin. To replace the Knights of the Round Table because the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur had been imprisoned by by uh, this witch in this cave of glass, and so again, it's like this weird merging of two different worlds that don't belong together. Huh. Uh, I think it ran for a couple of seasons and then got canceled, like a lot of these really bizarre experimental cartoons.
0: Yeah. Huh. I I see on your list you have Street Sharks. Yep, um, Street Sharks. You don't even need to say anything about it. Street yeah, Sharks. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. And I mean, I liked it as a kid, but um, I quickly quit liking it because one time my brother and I got in an argument. And um, my brother's two and a half years younger than I am, and a pretty scrawny kid. And we were at my mom's for the weekend, and she and and he got mad at me and chased me down with a Street Shark toy. Now. Kids listening that were born in like the late 90s, our toys in the 90s were dangerous. They were heavy. They were actually made of more than just, you know, really thin cheapo plastic or materials. This yeah. Street Shark had to have weighed 30 pounds. It felt like it because I hid under a blanket and he picked it up and smashed me in the face and gave me a bloody nose. So... Um. Um, I, I remember these,
1: <laughs> these toys being like hunks of iron.
0: They were. Yeah, those those were. Yeah, I mean they were solid. They were yeah. solid.
1: And as ridiculous as the toys were, the cartoon was equally preposterous. I mean, it's like these like weightlifting buff dudes that get. Transforming into sharks on rollerblades and they're just like riding around in the rollerblades like eating bad guys it's Yeah, just stupid and really bizarre awesome I mean, I'm glad it exists because now we can sit here and realize how strange things were oh yeah because um, you know that doesn't exist anymore yeah
0: i i watched a couple episodes about a year and a half ago and i don't even think i fit well i i want to say i started watching the first episode and that was enough for me to go why in the world did i watch that as a kid because it
1: was on that's true
0: and and in a way like
1: that is the spirit of the saturday morning cartoon yes right because it was just you sit down You see something that's that's kind of cool but absolutely crazy
0: yeah um i'm gonna go ahead and list my my weird ones list um here quickly because i just remembered one that i loved that we should probably talk about um my weird cartoons that i watched were freakazoid uh, which was also made by warner brothers who did animaniacs and probably did tiny Toon adventures too yeah Mm -hmm. yep um earthworm jim Yeah, cartoon, fantastic, goofy, weird cartoon. Um, I I just watched the intro for it today and I was like, I'm going to have to go back and watch that show because I think I would still like it. Um, Ren and Stimpy. Now, nobody judge me for that because my father. I don't think he understood that, you know, uh, what he watched shouldn't be watched by me. But the show was on Nickelodeon during the time where kids watch cartoons. So I was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy in all of its disgusting, perverse glory that it is. Um, and that probably would explain some of the the weirdness that I have going on in my oh, my yeah. life.
1: Ren, yeah, Ren and Stimpy is one show. I don't know how that made it onto television.
0: Yeah, well... I don't remember how it got its start. I don't know if it was originally on MTV. And then they just thought... Well, because Viacom owns MTV and Nickelodeon. So they're like, well, it's a cartoon. We'll put it on Nickelodeon and see how it does. Um, But after it was canceled, and I feel like it ran for a long time. Because I watched... I probably watched every single Ren and Simpy episode. Um, They actually came out with, um, like, an adult version for Spike TV that ran for not even a, an entire season. But, like, I don't know why I was allowed to watch that as a kid. My dad doesn't know. Nobody knows. All I know is that I have watched it, and I'm not proud of it. <clears throat> um, and then the, the last weird one is Cat Dog. Um, because when you put a cat and a dog together, that's just weird. How did that happen?
1: Shenanigans.
0: Yeah, it, as, it, it brings up too many questions that I don't think we need to answer. Like, how does no. it use the bathroom? Right. This isn't a biology podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to the experts. Uh, that's right. Um, so that basically wraps up our conversation about Saturday morning and childhood cartoons. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Adam, to that? Just kind of a...
1: I want to get your take on on what how things are now, because for us, Saturday morning cartoons were this really honored tradition. You know, we'd get up at a specific time, at a, on a specific day, and we'd watch what we could or we missed it. And, yeah. you know, what do you see, the is there something like that, that children experience now, that sort of magical, you know, three or four hour period that was Saturday morning cartoons?
0: Honestly, I I don't think Saturday morning cartoons even exist. I honestly, I think that was like a, I mean, I know you said that it started back in the fifties, but it was really at its height, you know, in the nineties. But once we kind of not so much grew out of it, but started growing up more, um, I think it just disappeared because we have, I mean, I, I look at my daughter and our her Saturday mornings are the same as her weekday mornings, you know, she gets to watch pretty much whatever cartoon she wants for a couple hours and then goes and plays. it TV's not really special for her anymore. Um, so I, I really feel like kids are kind of missing out that and they're, they're really plugged in because we've all got computers and you know smartphones or iPads or tablets or something. Um, and they can just kind of watch it whenever they want. Um, and I think that's sad because TV was always kind of a special thing for I would say for us as a kid. You know, like you said, Saturday mornings. Yeah, uh, and it's just not around anymore. True enough. That being said, the the state of
1: cartoons in general now, I would say, is better uh, thanks to some of these services that you know you can there's some pretty awesome cartoons that they make now but i don't think there's ever going to be a way to recapture that special you know feeling of having you know this moment where you're traversing the landscapes of imagination on a saturday morning while your parents are still asleep and you're you're eating your cereal it's yeah. it's never going to happen again and that's
0: It's kind of i don't know makes me kind of sad yeah it's it's definitely sad and it's something that i've tried to kind of recreate in my own home but most of the cartoons i watched they're not around anymore you can't you can't find them if you're finding them you're probably finding them illegally you know
1: uh
0: but you know gracie and i and my daughter you know we've we've sat um on the couch and we've tried doing the saturday morning thing like on a sunday or on a monday a day that i don't work um just so she can kind of get that but it, it doesn't have the same feeling um and i don't know if it's the cartoons i'm watching like i try to pick superhero stuff because that just that feels like what i watched when i was a kid um but i don't yeah i think you're right that, i don't think we're ever gonna have anything like this again interesting how unfortunate yeah yeah so I guess it was good to be a child of the 90s. Yep. <clears throat> um, so trying to so I am really scattered today. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our recommendations. Adam, did you have anything that you'd want to recommend that people read or watch or do?
1: I think a great place to start is our lists. You know, mm-hmm. Go back and uh, dive into some of those Cool cartoons on Netflix. Yeah, I would. Def- Beast Wars definitely. Beast Wars is my number one recommendation, which I'm I'm pretty sure is on on Netflix. Yeah, stick I think with I've it seen through it. the first season, and it gets it gets pretty exciting. Cool, cool.
0: Um, my recommendations for this episode slash this week. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I read Batman number twenty three. Really good. Um, I always try to put a comic in here for you guys to to check out Um, but obviously if you're not up to this point um, you can jump back to I want to say issue 21 uh, and that's the beginning of this zero year series Um, so that's kind of your reading recommendation and then um, for TV go watch Breaking Bad the last eight seasons started last Sunday um, August 11th and uh, there's a new one on tonight and just well for me it's in a couple hours and I promise Adam I won't spoil it for you thank you both (laughs) of us here
1: in the west will greatly appreciate
0: that yeah this is a show that I just I love and I'm really sad that it's going to be over
1: um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that once it's over.
0: We will. We definitely will. Uh, do you have time to stick around for feedback and that kind of stuff? I certainly do. Yeah. Okay. Do um, so we got a ton. I could not believe how much feedback we got um, from our Facebook community. That's at facebook.com slash geek this podcast. Um, David and I try to post stuff as much as possible. And when I posted this question about what were your favorite childhood cartoons, I got a lot of feedback. Um, do you have this pulled up on Facebook? Uh, I can. Give me okay. a it's up to you. And we could just kind of go back and forth. But All right. you Go ahead. Okay. Take um, it off. So, the first one we got is from Matt Anderson, um, who, if you're listening to this, you probably listen to The Sci Fi Christian. He co hosts that. Um, he says that his favorite Saturday morning cartoons were DuckTales, Tailspin, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, The Gummy Bears, X Men, and Batman. So, a Disney kid. Kind of mm-hmm. like my, my wife. That is
1: quite a list.
0: Yeah. Um,. Nick Hizel, um, I believe that's how I'm how you pronounce that. Nick, I'm sorry. Nick's a friend of mine from Twitter, um, an illustrator buddy of mine. Um, he says that his favorites were Dungeons and Dragons, Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, Battle of the Planets, and Ulysses, to name a few. And I've watched one of those, that being Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh man, Ulysses, that is a that is pretty obscure. What is that about? It's
1: it is a sci-fi reinterpretation of the myth of Ulysses. Hmm. It's it's pretty bizarre and worth checking out just to see how wacky it is.
0: Hmm. Um, Robert Codger. I'm again a last name. I'm. Don't know if I'm pronouncing right. Um, Says Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, Rocky and Bullwinkle, and Oh My, He Just Gave His Age Away. (laughs) Uh, Those are all great shows. I remember watching reruns when I was a kid. Uh, um, Alan Rainey wrote Johnny Quest, The Original's Not the Cartoon Network Crud. Um, Do you remember when they tried to reboot... um, Johnny Quest for Cartoon Network? I do. I, I think part of it was like 3D animation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was it all that way? or?
1: No. They had these weird like segments where they would dive into this uh, some matrix or internet type thing. Uh, really not well done. I mean, they didn't have the, the technology to do that right.
0: Yeah. Um, Eben Martin also wrote Johnny Quest, Gummy Bears, Danger Mouse, and Count Ducula. Um, And I believe they said that Danger Mouse and Count Ducula were British cartoons. So I've never heard of either one.
1: Yeah, I don't have any experience with either of those either. Okay. I may have to look into that.
0: Um, And I think that's it for the actual Facebook page. Um, Ben Avery and Daniel Butcher, um, who host Welcome to Level 7, Um, They posted on my personal Facebook profile. um, Ben wrote that his five favorite cartoons from his childhood are Battle of the Planets, Super Friends. How did I forget that? I've seen of that. Um, Smurfs, again, another one that I watched. Um, Transformers and G.I. Joe. Thundar the Barbarian. And... uh, and then he had a couple honorable mentions, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, Inspector Gadget, GoBots, DuckTales, and Gummy Bears. Uh, I've heard of a few of those. Oh, yeah. Um, and Daniel Butcher wrote... Um, now, he's just listing cartoons because I'm, I'm going to say he's older... Older than some of these cartoons. Um, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, which I've heard is a pretty good show. I've only seen a couple episodes. Young Justice, um, X-Men uh, from the 90s, Teen Titans, and Thundar the Barbarian, just for fun. And he said, yes, Transformers and G.I. Joe. How can I leave them off? Yep. So. Uh- oh, Young
1: Justice. That is a show that I think we should, we should have a moment of silence for. <laughs> because it was so good so good and it's it's not coming back for a third season which is it i mean it's it's a loss for both lovers of great animation and all of us DC comic fans <laughs> i'm sad about that david
0: i i don't know they canceled uh well actually there's plenty of marvel cartoons out but um I it's on Netflix, so I'll watch it. I think I've watched a couple episodes already, but really, I, I think I... um no 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 it's Justice League Unlimited that I'm thinking of. Yeah yeah
1: yeah. Young Justice isn't. I don't think it's. I don't think you can get it anywhere yet, except you can probably buy the, the DVDs. Okay. But definitely worth checking out. They it's sort of the spiritual successor to all of Bruce Tim's work with the uh, justice league and justice league unlimited okay it's it's great
0: awesome awesome um wow that that wraps up this episode um it, a went long. A, it was it was a long one but for me it went kind of faster than i expected um yeah because we listed a lot of cartoons in that amount of time um yeah so uh, we just want to say, um, well, first, Adam, I want to say thanks for coming on here and volunteering to fill in for David.
1: Uh, A pleasure as
0: always. Because I'm sure people are going, oh, goodness, I'm glad there's some somebody else with David because he's just so boring by himself. <laughs> uh, but I, I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, for the listeners, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Um, please go check out Adam's um stuff where can people find you online where do you want them to look for you
1: my big thing is youtube the medium quality show at uh i think it's youtube.com slash adam mcdorman
0: yep and i'll put a link in the show notes um the the most recent video i saw you're doing um your vinyl collection
1: yep geeking out over vinyl records i love it
0: i love it um so yeah go go check out adam's um medium quality show on youtube and while you're at it don't forget to connect with us on geek this podcast um episode notes can be found at geek slash episode 18 almost a 20 episode holy poop yeah um, facebook.com slash geek this podcast is where you can leave feedback and see the stuff that we don't talk about on the show because we don't have time to do that every day we're not the sci-fi christian and put out 10 episodes a week and you can find me on twitter at underscore david clements you can find david hunt at the david hunt and you can find adam at adam McDorman, if that's okay to share
1: absolutely <laughs>
0: All right. And then, of course, if you're like, I can't remember all that, just go to geekthispodcast.com slash connect um, to uh, to connect with us. Yeah. So that is going to do it for this episode. Um, again, Adam, thanks. And we're going to try and get you on more often. Um, I know we need to talk about hiring you. I think that's I think that's what I said. Something like that. I don't know what your weight, your what your your rate is for pay but i'm sure i can figure something out yep you can just pay me in vintage cartoons and skittles awesome i can do that do they make skittles still
1: awesome. i mean if not we can certainly dig some up <laughs> okay
0: all right well that's going to do it for this episode thanks guys for listening and hopefully we'll be back next week with a new episode